All right, welcome to a new Tim talk. I'm gonna start off with a with a um, a saying that's in my book, Growing Up with a Soul Full of Nature, which was a book that I wrote about my childhood, basically being raised in nature and basically being raised um, by mentors in nature. And I'd love for you all to read that book someday. It's uh, it's written to be inspiring to, to help us get out in nature more and let nature be our teacher and our friend. So I have some sayings in the book from different people and I'm going to use some of these as Tim talks. And the first one is by a, a comedian named Henry Gibson. I actually grew up with this, this guy. Uh, he used to be on, on a, a funny uh, show when I was a kid growing up and I never forgot him. And I saw this this saying and I couldn't believe what he said. Here it is. It's strange that man should make up lists of living things in danger. Why, why he fails to list himself is even stranger. Now listen to this again. Strange that man should make up lists of living things in danger and why he fails to list himself is really even stranger. Think about that for a minute, okay? Think about that. We, right now, I am, I am sad to say that there are roughly about a million, I'm talking one million animals and plants that are on the endangered and, and potentially close to leaving this earth forever due to humans and human activity. Basically, human abuse of the planet. You must let that in. One million animals. I remember growing up, growing up, I was profoundly affected by uh, the loss of animals and endangered animals dying off. And I fought really hard as a kid for them. I wrote letters. Uh, I volunteered on projects when I could. I tried to educate myself. Um, I remember one time seeing a photograph in Life magazine. This was a really beautiful, large magazine that was really powerful the way they've, they use photographs to teach. It helped inspire me to be a photographer. And I remember I saw this picture in one issue. And it was a picture of about 600 bald eagles in a pile about 10 feet tall with a bunch of crazy looking guys with their big old guns around them and a helicopter in the back. And what they would do is they would go up into the sky on their helicopters, fly next to eagles and blow them out of the sky. I know. Are you, are you getting upset? You should be. It affected me as a kid insanely. I wanted to go get rid of those guys. I was so pissed. And, but it inspired me and to fight for the earth. And uh, it inspired me greatly to fight for the earth. And it helped to lead me on my life's path, you know? So I, it's very important as much as we don't like to, to know the good and the bad of what's going on. There's a great saying, know your enemy. You have to know who does these things and why. And often it's not the right thing to hate these people. It's to have some compassion for them too, at least, to understand what motivates them so that we can work within society to change things. 
Now, one thing that happened when I was a kid that was so beautiful, um, and partially because of photographs like this, is we created what our country created what's called the Endangered Species Act. And the Endangered Species Act um, set up a bunch of, it, it came up with a bunch of information on, for the fish and game uh, departments of the states and nationally to make decisions uh, through the studies done by naturalists and biologists and so forth of why, when animals were in trouble due to humans or not, but usually it was humans, and, it, and it, at the point that we thought they were really in trouble of becoming extinct, leaving this earth forever, the Endangered Species Act put them under complete and total protection, which meant no one could shoot them. It was illegal and there was a huge fine and jail time. And we had to work with them. People like uh, sheep farmers, which is who those, those guys in the helicopter were killing uh, for. Um, how to help protect the sheep, how to help protect fishes, how to help protect animals that might have been affected by the ones being endangered or not. Um, that was an incredible act, the Endangered Species Act. And since then, many people have tried to get rid of that, uh, mostly with the backing of huge corporations or mining companies or uh, farming type groups, things like that. They would rather just get rid of the animals so that they can just continue to pollute the environment uh, unpeated, un unheated, and then um, not have any consequences or actions in the life of those animals. That was a, that was a great day when that act came in. And it really says the Endangered Species Act shows human beings at our best when we want to do the right thing, what we're capable of. Think about this, folks. We identified the problem as a culture, as a country, and we came up with a we came up with a solution, and then we voted it into law, and then we practiced it, and it brought back. For example, at that time in the early '70s, uh, the bald eagle was close to extinction thanks to overhunting, mostly to protect sheep farmers and. Uh, others, and the peregrine falcon, which was also shot almost to the point of oblivion for really no reason, just for fun. Um, and there were many other animals too, um, such as the brown pelican, which was eating fish that were contaminated by a poison called DDT that was put on plants. This also got into the peregrine falcon, the DDT, because they'd ate the fish, and the bald eagle. And all of them, they would lay eggs, the eggs were too thin, and they'd break when the bird would sit on them, and they were all extremely endangered. We went out, and human beings, we went out and caught a bunch of these animals and bred them. And I remember um, going to UC Santa Cruz, U University of California Santa Cruz, where they had a breeding program for the uh, peregrine falcons, and talking to the falconer there when I was younger, um, and the, the scientists there and getting a tour it was very inspiring and they started to raise enough of these birds they could release them back into the wild and hence now the brown pelican which can you imagine not seeing pelicans on the ocean I don't know if you're an ocean person but it's just as important to see pelicans as it is to see the ocean 
Life without them, it would be so tragic. Uh, not to mention what it would mean to the Pelicans, but just from our point of view, just not having them in our lives. So they have now been taken off the endangered species list, as well as the peregrine falcon and the bald eagle. They've come back. We righted the wrong. We, we had the intellectual knowledge. We had the physical ability. Um, we had the people studying the animals that cared. And we had the law to protect them. And we righted the wrong. I know, folks, these are tough times if you're a nature lover. There's a lot of weight on our shoulders. And it's easy to give up. But don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. To, if you're the last man or last woman, last boy, last girl standing, always be that one. Never give up. We are fighting for our planet. There is nothing more important. It is the most important thing we do, and we must find time for it. So, remember what I said in the beginning. It's strange that we don't consider that human beings could be the one that's endangered. Yes, there's a lot of us now, close to 8 billion. But if things don't change the way we're treating the Earth, we will one day be on that endangered species list. It comes full circle. If animals can't live on this earth, how do we expect to live on this earth? And how do we expect to live with any quality of life? What are we leaving our children as a way to look at it? What future are we leaving them? What future are we leaving our children's grandchildren? Folks, sky's the limit. I truly, I find hope in that we have the ability to identify problems. We've solved them before. And when we're coming from love and at our best, we are dream beings. We are dream beings. So I have hope that we will answer these problems that are facing us so huge right now in this world. That we will get it together. And that we'll come out the other side so good and so wonderful. And all living beings will have a chance. That's my hope. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. I know the earth will handle it herself. But till my last breath, I'm fighting for the right side, which is for the planet and for all living beings on the planet and for humans. And I'm going to do whatever I can in the process. Oh. You know, I started these talks and I still believe they're mostly for uh, our alumni and future students, people who are interested in coming to our school um, to continue with the teachings of the school and or, and or to be introduced to the teachings of the school, which if I had to break it down, it would be to build a deep personal relationship with nature, reclaim our birthright to be close to our earth in a personal way, um, and uh, a call to action, uh, a willingness to take on the idea of becoming an earth caretaker as one of the purposes, if not the main purpose, of our life on earth. That's what these talks are about. I hope they inspire people, um, and I'd love to hear from you on ideas for talks you might like to hear and questions you might have if I brought any up.